if you have a blog or a podcast and you're really struggling to either make money online or leave your job, these things really take time. You have to do things that don't scale. Like get on the Skype calls with your audience. Ask your audience to contact you on Skype. Talk to as many people as you possibly can because you're going to start to realize things about your own show, about your own personality and what people want to hear. You want to gather the voice of your audience and use that back in your marketing to help serve them better. Welcome to Starve the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley, and today we are so fortunate to finally have my good friend, Alex Harris. Alex Harris is the mastermind behind alexdesigns.com, where he improves web stores to make more money over the next holiday season, drive more traffic, and strengthen sales and leads to maximize your return on investment. Alex has been doing conversion rate optimization for e-commerce websites since 2001, He was recently named number four from a prestigious list of the top 25 most influential conversion rate optimization experts. Alex is the host of the Marketing Optimization Podcast. He's also the author of the new book, Boost E-Commerce Sales and Make More Money, 300 Tips to Increase Conversion Rates and Generate Leads. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Jared. Well, I should have had you on like months ago. So, dude, you got the book. It's like, okay, there's no excuses now. We got to get you out there and talk about this book. So welcome, and you know this is coming. What's the best concert that you've ever been to? Well, certainly my favorite question on any podcast out there. And it took me a long time to really think about my favorite one because I've been to so many. I mean, I went to the first couple of Lollapaloozas, saw Rage Against the Machine and Pearl Jam, Tribe Called Quest in the early days. But my favorite probably has to be one of my first concerts I ever went to. I saw the Beastie Boys when they were super young and they had an opening call with the, the Fushnikins. I don't remember that old. I remember Fushnikins. Oh, yeah. Yep. Are you a true Fushnik? But <laughs> I saw the Beastie Boys play at the Cameo and it really was a game changer for me. I really knew that I was punk rock. <laughs> wow, man. Okay. Very interesting answer. And I would not have guessed that. So that, that's pretty cool. All right. So uh, you also like other types of events like, I don't know, football. So let's do blank versus blank. Would you rather watch the Dolphins versus your Florida State Seminoles? Mm, Probably have to go with the Seminoles. National champions. You know, I actually grew up a Canes fan, but then I went to Florida State. I've been a Dolphins fan forever. But, you know, Dolphins, they're all over the place these days. So what drew you to Tallahassee if you had grown up uh, liking Miami? That's interesting. Well, you know, it's actually an interesting question because I do a lot of things in my life just through like gut intuition. I was sitting in like home ec class with one of my best friends and we were just thinking about our future. And we just said out of the blue, do you want to go to Tallahassee for college? And all of a sudden, you know, both of my brothers went to UF, Gainesville, our rivals. So I went to Tallahassee to be the outcast. (laughs) All right. Well, that's cool. Yeah, my wife went to UF, so I totally get that rivalry. I understand that. That's interesting that you uh, basically on a whim, it sounds like you just decided, hey, I'm going to go for it. So you've done that before, though. That's not the only time you've ever done that. Actually, it's part of the way of my DNA. I mean, if I feel something in my gut, I make sure I go to that event or that conference. I mean, it's how we met. You know, I was very, you know, more than likely not going to that WordPress meetup event that I met you at. And I just went on a run. I had this feeling. I'm like, I need to go check out this WordPress event. And I met you. And and it's been, you know, a great year ever since. That is an interesting. Okay, so you knew about uh, we have a really awesome WordPress community in South Florida where Alex lives and I live. So I had the opportunity to speak with a gentleman named Ralph Cantero. He does happysomeone.com. He's also been on the show. 
And so you said you just knew about the meetup. I don't even know if you knew that we were speaking. You just wanted to come to the meetup, right? Yeah. I mean, that year it was what, yeah, 2013. And I was having kind of a down year because I had to basically rebuild my business from scratch. And I was actually going through like a lot of doubt at the time. So I was doing a lot of self-help, you know, personal development stuff. And I had done some Tony Robbins stuff and I was really focusing on just exercising and doing things. And I knew I wanted to start a podcast and I was really procrastinating doing it all together. And I just happened to be out for a run that day. And I'm like, okay, I'm out. I got this energy going on. I really feel that I should go to this meetup. I went to the meetup. You guys were doing a podcast. I never met you before. You were doing a podcast presentation. You told me that you had already had so many great people on your podcast, like Michael Hyatt, who I was already listening to. And that really influenced my entire year for the last year. That's amazing. And in fairness, I mean, you're not one of those people that just sat back and said, oh, that's nice. Like you said, oh, I got to do this. And you actually took action. You launched a great podcast that has actually developed an audience for you that's already in the niche that you're in. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, I've been doing content marketing, blogging, and a little bit of video for almost 10 years now. And really the only difference maker was I was missing my consistent ability to put out content. And I knew that podcasting could be that for me. And really the podcasting was just a game changer for me. I went and I interviewed the best people in my industry and it made me more credible. I was able to become, you know, a top influencer in my niche. I created a membership site. I'm releasing a book. So, so many things have came because of, you know, really putting everything together into the podcast and really trying to serve my audience a lot better. never forget, Alex, you launched your podcast. You've been out a few weeks. And the next thing I know, you're getting interviewed like on really big shows like Solopreneur with Michael O'Neill. And I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> like, you know, like Alex is not messing around here. So good for you, man. Thanks, man. All right. So that said, you start the podcast and you're basically talking about your topic and then you're having all these experts on, but you're not just having experts on, like you're actually developing an audience now. And And that's led to you creating different products and services. Like you've actually created a mastermind group. Would you be willing to share a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, you know, going through personal development and self-help, one of the number one things they tell you, model successful people. So, you know, I always learn so much from podcasts out there. So I, you know, I listen to Michael Hyatt. I listen to Entrepreneur on Fire. I listen to Jamie Tardy. I listen to Pat Flynn. So I joined John Lee Dumas's mastermind group, Fire Nation Elite. And I met some amazing people in that group, probably a lot of people who've been on this show. And just in that group, we had challenges every 90 days where we would either launch our podcast or create videos. And through that whole experience, I just learned so much about, you know, how much opportunity there was out there. So I took everything I knew and I created my own mastermind group. I had my own beta group of people who were specifically interested in the niche I had. And then I would able to gather feedback from the projects I wanted to launch from them while trying to connect better with my audience online. Because, you know, what I do is conversion rate optimization. I'm trying to help websites make more money. How do we do that? We get feedback. The key to making more money online is the feedback loop. How much feedback you get about whatever project you're launching, a book, a membership site, a podcast. How much feedback can you get and continue to make your product, your niche, and your content so much better? And just within a year, we were able to really fast pace everything we did. And it's raised my rates. It's got me more speaking gigs, more consulting. It's made me a top 
influencer in my niche. So really everything has came together because of the podcast. That's amazing. All right. So you mentioned several things there. So I want to hit on one of them. One of them is I would call you a growth hacker because you've had such an amazing year, but you would say that you're not a growth hacker. Why is that? Well, you know, growth hacker is a somewhat a buzzword term right now. Uh, you know, Sean Ellis, who actually created the term, is someone who I've looked up to for many years. He was one of the people who started at marketing at Dropbox and a few other very, very popular companies. But, you know, I never learned how to do marketing. I never learned business. I've learned everything kind of by myself through experience. And I've always called it conversion rate optimization, making more money from your website online. You know, the new buzzword for that is growth hacking. So I definitely do growth hacking. I just don't see myself as one. Fair enough. But one of the things you said earlier that's so critical, I think, is feedback. So for the listener right now saying, you know, I, I really want to take my online business or whatever project that I'm thinking about doing or working on, and I want to grow that, but I'm not sure how to get that feedback. What do you say to those people? It's actually not as difficult as you think it is. First, you want to start out with your closed group. You know, maybe it's like your immediate tribe or people who maybe in your mastermind group or something. Just create a survey monkey, you survey and send an email to those people asking to fill out a survey. That's basically where you start. Maybe the next thing you do is you send out the survey out to your actual email list and then maybe even adding it to your site. Because all the audiences who consume your content, there may be multiple different avatars. For instance, my podcast audience is completely different avatar than my clients. So you want to really figure out the better ways that you can serve your audience through the channels that the content that they consume. So on video, I kind of maybe do something a little bit different than on my podcast versus my blog or, you know, anything or my actual client work. Okay. So you wrote a book. And we mentioned that in the intro there. So it's boost e-commerce sales and make more money. Did you go through the feedback process for working on your book? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I developed a membership site first to figure out what people were having problems with making money online. And it, Interesting. And it really wasn't getting set up with a site. Or it, was, it was people would always reach these plateaus. Like you set up an online store, you get the catalog working, everything is working properly. It's just no one's actually buying anything. It's because they haven't had that experience before. Everything unknown is scary. So what I saw is there was a pattern between all of these sites. They had all of the same problems. So I created a membership site related to a course. And then as people went through the site, they told me what was valuable through that. And I basically pulled out all those elements, all that feedback, and I, I applied it to a book where people spend most money online is e-commerce. And I made it specifically to e-commerce site owners that have reached a plateau and they can't break through that plateau to make more money. So what, someone who goes out and gets this book, Alex, and we're going to encourage that, obviously, what can they expect from going through and reading this? Yeah. If you sell anything online, that's essentially e-commerce, even if it's a subscription site or a general web store. So it's really starts out very general and then goes very specific into the type of site. So with a normal, you know, WordPress or e-commerce site, you have different kinds of templates, a homepage template, a product page, a category page, the shopping cart page, the checkout page. Every single one of those pages has a different strategy to make more money. So I go through each of those different sections and make it as simple as possible, giving you everything I know to actually increase your conversions. All right. So we're going to test you here, Alex, and you kind of knew this was coming. We're going to do what's called a tweet summary. So this is a new segment on the show, tweet summary. Alex, I'm going to give you a topic from your book. And basically like you were writing a tweet, you got to give me that quick and dirty. Here's something you need to know. So let's just start with promotions, the tweet summary for promotions. 
Well, promotions is all about capitalizing on seasonality. Going into the holiday season, promotions, my tweet would be, make more money this holiday season. Send promotional (laughs) email campaigns. All right, that's good advice. Okay, so increasing loading speed. Increase, increasing loading speed. Increasing loading speed will decrease your average cost for your AdWords campaigns. All right, you heard it here. Okay, let's talk quick wins. Ooh, my favorite thing to actually talk about. So my tweetable for quick wins would be discover top pages by bounce rate, conversion rate, and traffic. That's where the biggest ROI is. All right, so we are going to detour for a moment because that's really important stuff. So what would you like listeners to know about these quick wins? Because, I mean, the tweet is good, but let's take a little deeper dive there. Yeah, really the trick to making more money on your existing site is knowing where your traffic patterns are. So quick wins process that I go through is discovering if you have a blog, you're going to have to figure out what your top traffic pages are, not including your homepage. What are those four or five additional pages that are generating the most traffic for you? You can then organize those top traffic pages in Google Analytics by bounce rate. You want to actually decrease the bounce rate, getting more people to actually click on stuff. If you can get someone to click on something else, you'll probably make more money. So the quick wins process is decreasing the time it takes someone to opt in or actually order your product. So quick wins would be top pages organized by bounce rate, by traffic, and then trying to figure out exactly how to make more money off of those individual pages. All right. I'm sure people are going to have questions about this. So you're on Twitter. You're at Alex Designs. I just want to make sure people know that. At Alex Designs. Okay. Let's keep going. I'm going to segue a little bit from before we do that. How long would it take someone if they were just to sit down and say, I'm going all in, I'm going to read this book. How long would it take them to read it? It's a short book. You know, it's very specific, very action oriented. You could definitely finish it in one day. Okay, so you could, in potentially one sitting, you could sit down and knock this thing out. So this is the high-end overview that's really helpful. Okay, good deal. All right, that said, let's talk a little bit about events. I know events have been a big part of your success this last year, and and you mentioned meetups and stuff. So let's talk about meetups for a moment. What impact, outside of going to that WordPress meetup, what impact has other meetups had for you and your network? Well, I've been doing online marketing and website design now since 2000, but I really started going to meetups in 2005 and 2006. There was a particular event that came here to Miami called Future Web Apps, which was started by Ryan Carson, who now owns Treehouse, which is an online school. But he brought this amazing conference together, and the speakers were Neil Patel, Jason Freed, and Gary Vaynerchuk. And as soon as I saw Gary V speak in 2006, I was like, who the hell is this guy? I'm immediately a fan. So I ended up following Gary V for really the next five or six years through South by Southwest. I ended up going on a cruise with him and he really gave me some advice that dramatically changed, you know, my career. And it was me going to those particular meetup events that, you know, that shaped who I am today. And you're still a part of active meetups. I know we talked about our local podcast meetup group. Would you be willing to share your uh, experience with that group? Yeah, local meetups are really the bread and butter. You want to be active in your local community. You've put together a great community of podcasters here in South Florida. If you are located in South Florida, West Palm, Miami, or Broward area, definitely reach out to us because the group really has almost doubled every single time we've met. And it's nothing better than the podcast community out there. Oh, yeah. Well, and you've been involved in a lot of communities. And I've heard you say this. The podcast community seems to have more of an abundance mindset 
What's your experience with different communities that don't necessarily subscribe to that? Well, I'm a web design designer. I'm a coder. I do conversion rate optimization. So a lot of the clicks that you get into, there's always going to be a lot of egos. But what I've really seen from the podcast community, you're right. They have that growth mindset and everybody really wants to help each other. When I originally started, I never thought that I would be able to get a lot of the people that I got on my show, you know, Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas, and so forth. And really, after meeting those people at events, it was pretty much easy to get them on my show because they saw I was a real person. I showed up and I was credible. So you've been to a lot of conferences. You made a pretty good investment in doing that, but obviously that's been uh, beneficial to you. So what are some conferences that you really liked? And for someone who's listening, thinking about, you know, maybe considering what conferences to go to, what advice do you have for them? Yeah, I really like the niche small conferences. You know, the podcast movement was a perfect example. You went there, everybody knew, everybody there was a podcaster. So you didn't have to explain really what podcasting was. So I really love that model. And I, I believe, you know, something like the platform conference from Michael Hyatt is a, another great example of that. So totally worth going to Michael Hyatt's platform conference. I was able to hang out with you there, uh, Ellery, uh, many other people, uh, Cliff Ravenscraft. And I just recently went to something like that in my own niche called the Call to Action Conference with Unbounce. It was only about conversion rate optimization and landing pages, and everybody spoke my language. So I really felt like I fit in. So going forward, I'm definitely going to stick with the niche conferences versus the really big ones. Man, that's fantastic. Okay, so let's just talk a little bit about other influencers. So who are some people, whether it's in your specific field or not, uh, that are doing things that interest you? Hmm. That's a really good question. I mean, I would have to say Pat Flynn, you know, it's kind of cliche, but he's always doing something new and cutting edge. I mean, with, you know, his podcast player, you know, the podcast player is probably make him some decent amount of money, but it's also a great way for him to just get his message out there and create backlinks back to his site. You know, there's a little referral link at the very bottom. He's getting a bunch of links back to his individual sites. He could probably roll that into, you know, video apps and different apps. So, you know, that type of stuff is really cutting edge to me, seeing where there's a market need and then creating a specific app for that. Good deal. All right. So what's the best place for listeners to connect with you online and pick up a copy of your new book, Boost E-Commerce Sales and Make More Money? Yeah. Everybody can you know connect with me. I'm pretty much have the same handle everywhere. And you can find me at alexdesigns.com. You know, there's a link there to check out the book. I'm excited about the things that we have going on. Just like I followed you to create a podcast, Jared, I've also followed you to create a book, get some national speaking <laughs> gigs. So you have really been a great influencer on me to help me really starve the doubts. Oh, and likewise, dude, let, full transparency, man. My Star the Doubt site was absolutely horrible when I started out. And when I met Alex, Alex is like, dude, let's get together. Let's work on this. And you and I did. And the site is significantly better from what it used to be. And I have to uh, say, you really played a massive part in making that possible. So thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. No and, and it wasn't like major changes that we made. All we did was add some credibility. We had the ability for you to collect opt-ins and we had a exit pop-up as people leave. So you, you weren't collecting a lot of information. All the design was right. We just had to connect the dots in the right way for you to really capitalize a little more. 
Well, and that is certainly starting to make a lot more sense now. At the time, I felt like, oh, no, I'm not really well known, and I don't, you know. But you encouraged me, hey, you know, don't think about that. You got to think long term. And I'm so glad you helped me to think long term because now that there have been positive things happening, I'm benefiting it because I have some systems and I have some things in place that you helped me to initially get that going. And so, anyone who's listening who's saying, hey, I, I need some good advice or I need someone to work with on this, you definitely want to consider picking up Alex's book and potentially even working with Alex. All right. So Alex, what are some final thoughts for the listeners? Yeah, I would say if you have a blog or a podcast and you're really struggling to either make money online or leave your job, these things really take time. You have to do things that don't scale, like get on Skype calls with your audience. Ask your audience to contact you on Skype. Talk to as many people as you possibly can because you're going to start to realize things about your own show, about your own personality, and what people want to hear. You want to gather the voice of your audience and use that back in your marketing to help serve them better. That is well said. So, Alex, I really appreciate you being on the show, and I'm excited about your new book. Again, uh, the book is coming out, I think, in October of 2014, and it's Boost E-Commerce Sales and Make More Money, 300 Tips to Increase Conversion Rates and Generate Leads. So, Alex, best wishes to you and your business and the book launch. Thanks, Jared. the trick to making more money on your existing site is knowing where your traffic patterns are. So quick wins process that I go through is discovering if you have a blog, you're going to have to figure out what your top traffic pages are, not including your homepage. What are those four or five additional pages that are generating the most traffic for you? You can then organize those top traffic pages in Google Analytics by bounce rate. You want to actually decrease the bounce rate, getting more people to actually click on stuff. If you can get someone to click on something else, you'll probably make more money. 